Live from my watch. Hello, and welcome to the show. My name is Stefan Biller, also known as Stoner Steve, and this is a podcast. It's not live. I'm sorry. I am recording this on a beautiful golden afternoon, very end of October. And it's peaceful, beautiful. It's in the 70s today. Great weather. Great weather. So my uh, producer uh, told me I had to record another episode. Uh, We only have one more in the vault, so they like to stay a couple ahead, I guess. Today we're going to talk about... Well, I wanted to talk about fear. Uh, I put together a video. I haven't posted it yet because I needed to do some more research. Um, it's in my ongoing series. Stoner Steve does a sermon. Sermon is in quotation marks, of course. I am not an ordained minister. I did go to um, a Bible college. Um, attend a Bible college and graduate with an associate's degree um, in education, actually, early childhood education, believe it or not, like what Sunday school teachers might get. So, or youth pastors, actually, um, too. I'm now working towards my bachelor's. You guys don't need my academic background. Sorry, a truck was driving by. I just wanted to make sure that uh, the levels were okay before I started talking again. By the way, I'm recording this on my Apple Watch SE. Not sponsored. I just find technology interesting. So I uh, had some thoughts on the topic for this episode. Like I said, I'm working on a video for TikTok Um, and Instagram. It'll go both, probably YouTube uh, shorts as well. I've been trying to, is anybody else watching YouTube shorts? I know it's been around for a while, but uh, I only started regularly watching it recently, like last month. Bizarre place. Um, there is, uh, creators like Hank Green from TikTok are coming over now and making new content, but also reposting old stuff, of course. Um, but there's, uh, also people that I had never found before, um, making original content on that platform. Um, it's on YouTube and it's the little button at the bottom is says shorts and you click it and it's just little videos. I don't know what their time limits are. Um, 30 seconds to a minute probably, but, um, yeah, it's all sorts of stuff on there. I mean, yeah. I'm enjoying it. The funny thing is, is there's also like, um, pages that like all they do is just post shorts basically and some of them like they do 
TV shows. It's like TV shows that are like broken up into little chunks and and I'm pretty sure that it's licensed. Yeah. So like houses on there, um, Family Guy is one that pops up a lot on mine. I don't know why. I don't like that show, but it's there. Um, I mean, it's not that I don't like that show. There's, you know, there's things that, there's funny. There's a place for every kind of humor, every kind of art, you know. Um, that place is not in my heart for Family Guy. <laughs> um, but I, I would love to sit down with um, the creator and, and, and uh, talk at some point. So, yeah. Hit me up. I want to start another podcast at some point. Um, that is like sitting down with people and kind of breaking down their worldview or their beliefs or their, I mean, there's tons of podcasts that do that. This would just be for really for me. I have people on that I've always wanted to talk to and be like, okay, tell me, please answer this question. Please answer this question actually. It might be the name of this show. That would be great. I should start just like DMing people and sending them a question and asking them to send me a video or something or a sound recording with uh, answer to the question. What a fantastic podcast idea. That is copyrighted, by the way. You may not use that. If it already exists, I'm sorry. I'll do some research before I launch. Um, yeah, but anyways. Um, honestly, I don't really believe in, like, copywriting stuff. I really believe more in, like, free use, so I really don't care if someone else uses that idea as long as they do not copyright it themselves. <laughs> free use, fair use. Fair use, I think, is the better way to say it. But Seth MacFarlane, creator of Family Guy, if you'd ever like to sit down and talk. Love to chat with you. Uh, what would I ask Seth MacFarlane? I'll have to give that some thought. All right, well, uh, it's time for a break. So let's do that. I think our cold open is over and we can settle in to a discussion on today's topic, which I will pick right after these messages. Today's show is brought to you in part by the skip button. Is your podcast host taking too long to get to the point? You can just skip forward until you get where you want to go, but you know, you might miss out on some of the jokes. Wait, are these supposed to be jokes? I think I might need to get a new writing team. And now back to the show. I kind of wanted to talk about fear as our topic of the day. I have always been a nervous person. Since I was a kid, I mean, I was like a nervous child. <laughs> I had a lot of um, 
stomach issues, digestive issues, sleep issues, uh, like trouble falling asleep, waking up early, you know, um, upset stomach all the time. It was, you know, I think a lot. Like, I just, my brain is always going, and from a young age, I just felt very aware and conscious of both myself and the world around me. And I feel like, I mean, five years old, which may be normal. That may be normal development. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I was an early educator for years, but I, I do not know what the current um, opinion is on developing um, awareness outside of yourself. I do know, I remember, learning that consciousness starts from a very inward perspective normally and then projects out from there because our brain like for a child you know everything is new everything is new every little thing because they've never experienced anything so for the first you know few years it's like everything's new you know and then there's less new things as you get older usually but there does seem to be certain places in in societies where things change so like a lot of cultures you're you know a man at 13 um or an adult at 16 18 or 21 you know these are all milestones in different cultures where it's like you unlock new achievements, you know, which are really new responsibilities and expectations. Um, and that's what being an adult is. Um, but yeah, if you've never, like kids, they've, you know, babies, they've never experienced anything. It's all new, you know, at least this time around, if, if you um, believe in reincarnation of some kind. So I was a nervous kid that didn't really go away. A couple episodes ago, I talked about my anxiety as a, as an adult or as a, yeah, well, in my twenties, yeah, as an adult. Um, and no, actually, I think a couple episodes ago, I was talking about uh, journaling as a teenager and the high emotion. Um, that I always associated with um, Christianity, which was just my, my practice of it, you know. Um, I think that's episode four. Go give it a listen if it sounds interesting. But yeah, that anxiety, it really followed me into adulthood and the high emotions and all that stuff. That's, I started practicing meditation in my 20s, trying to find other ways of like, being able to manage the stress, manage the anxiety, the overthinking, the worry. Um, we interrupt your regularly scheduled broadcast to bring you this alert. There is a squirrel in the bird feeder. There is a squirrel 
in the bird feeder. Back to you, Ron. Thank you kindly. Squirrel in the bird feeder. Who would have thought? All right, well, that's the breaking news here at this hour and time. We're going to now return you to your regularly scheduled broadcast and bring you updates as they develop on the squirrel in the bird feeder. But anyways, I was thinking about this thing, and what's that? Oh, my producer is just telling me we had an emergency interruption. Sorry about that. Um, my producer is also laughing because I'm talking about fear, and this episode's coming out like middle of November, and we could have themed it around October. Yeah, or Halloween. I am actually recording this Halloween day, but... uh. Yeah. It's not, uh, but, but you know, that's the whole point, I think. Uh, that's not the whole point. <laughs> but that is a good point. The fear I'm talking about is not exactly horror movie fear, but then at the same time, it kind of is. horror movies, it took me a long time to understand this, because um, I've only been really a horror fan um, the last five years, six years. And what I had to come to, come to understand is that um, horror movies and the horror genre, you know, literature, comics, um, podcasts, you know, films, TV shows, um, it's, you know, one, it's a work of art. That's it. Um, it's just something that people have made. <laughs> and it works to help process difficult or traumatic things. That's sort of the, the purpose um, of, of, of horror, the horror genre within um our culture um that's that's the intent anyways is it's it's a way of of processing of dealing with um i think jekyll and hyde dr jekyll and mr hyde by robert louis stevenson that was the first considered the first horror um or the first important horror um uh, in english literature and you know, right from the beginning, you see there, like that's, you know, Jekyll and Hyde, it's, it's about the duality of human nature and how someone that can seem very nice and, and put together and like a respectable member of society um, could be a complete monster um, inside, you know, inside their, their the, you know, the evil in their breast, I think is how the, the book puts it, you know, in that old, old way, but like, you know, inside their, you know, the way that their, their morals are corrupted, even though they seem um, like they're on the up and up. And that's, you know, that's, it was a way of kind of dealing with that. There had been a, um, well, I think Stevenson himself, he struggled with feelings of, uh, of uh, uh, you know, uh, imposter syndrome, I think. Um, came from a privileged background, a very strict background. I think he struggled a lot with some guilt and self-doubt. You know, relatable. Um, and so he, you know, I think he struggled with that feeling like, uh, you know, a, a monster 
um, even though on the outside, you know, you, you know, seem like a, uh, a respectable person, but there was also a, um, there was a, a, a case, I think it was a, a, a it was a murder, I want to say, uh, I should, <laughs> and my producer said, just keep talking. So, you know, Google it, you can Google it. Um, but there was a, a famous case that sort of, um, a real life case that, uh, sort of, uh, influenced, uh, I think the, the story, I, I think, and it, it was, it was one of those like moments when society was like sort of the innocence of society was shattered a little bit, <laughs> um, by the shockingness of the crime. Um, if I remember correctly. And so, you know, Stevenson, like, he, he, you know, he's examining these, this, this subject of, like, how could someone that seemed good do something, you know, bad? And, and, uh, so horror is a way of examining these elements of society and these confusing things, the, the, the parts of society that are hard to look at or, um, you know, scary, um, but they're a part of society, you know, and it comes, you know, society is built uh, by humans, you know, and it, it, it's just a reflection of humanity. And each person has the potential to do, um, to make choices and, and take actions that would be considered good or bad um, within their society and their culture. I don't believe that people are born good or bad. I really, uh, I feel like neutral. People are just born neutral and it's just choices. And that's what makes um, the concept of, of being bad so subjective. But if being bad is subjective, that means fear is also subjective. Because fear comes from a place where we're looking around us and we're seeing chaos and we're seeing things we don't understand. And um, there's an emotional reaction. Sometimes this is influenced not by whatever you're currently experiencing. It could be something, a trauma from your past. It could be, you know, past experiences that are influencing your reaction. Let's say you had a pizza party for your eighth birthday and you were getting ready to um, take a bite of that cheesy, delicious pizza when suddenly it turns into a monster and it goes rah and it ruins your party because it's chasing everything, everybody around and trampling the presents. And so, you know, at, a, at 30, you know, and you go to try to take a bite of pizza and you still have flashbacks to that birthday party, you know and uh scene you know that's <laughs> the end <clears throat> um fear so you know it, it can come from from your past it can come from trauma that's that's a thing um my butterflies floating by <laughs> But fear 
So fear is subjective. That means that your fears are personal to you. And my fears are personal to me. And maybe some of our fears overlap, but we don't have the same collection of spooky cards <laughs> that make up our fears. You know, your binder is going to be a little different than my binder. Okay, we're going to continue this conversation after a quick break. And now back to the show. I'm just taking a short walk while I talk. You can probably hear the crunching of the leaves. So I'm on a mission. I have a... Uh, trying to get something out of my shed here. But let's talk about our subject of fear. So, you know, the Bible talks about fear a lot, a lot. Do not be afraid. It's over and over and over again. And I always kind of had a theory that um, things were repeated in the Bible because they were things that people either have trouble remembering or that it's important for us to remember or maybe that we deal with a lot. Or we'll deal with a lot in our lives. Religion's supposed to be a tool to help people understand the things they experience. We, we, as humans, we need a, a meaning, a reason. And uh, religion offers that for some people, me included. So, things are in the Bible because um, they were intended to, they were written down at one point because there was someone struggling with that thing. If that makes sense. Someone was struggling with that thing and a helpful, um, you know, someone trying to be helpful, you know, wrote it down. They, you know, um, were sometimes, you know, for the Bible, if you believe it's the word of God, then those helpful words came from, from God or a messenger of God and were then written down. And how God spoke to, the, to you know, Moses and stuff, it's, it's, you know, we don't always have that recorded. It could have just been like John, John the Bat, or uh, John who wrote Revelations. And um, I think the gospel of John too is attributed to the same to St. John, not John the Baptist though, but one of the disciples of Jesus. And, you know, Revelations is, is a, a, a guided meditation where, where St. John was being shown these visit, visions. You know, he, he was being taken on a guide, guided meditation by 
um, a heavenly being, you know, an, an angel is, is what uh, uh, the English translations of the Bible, you know, would call it. Um, I can't remember the specific angel off the top of my head, but uh, but we, we, we still receive uh, messages from God today, um, each of us, for, for our individual and personal benefit. Um, that's what, you know, the, the, the Holy Spirit is considered to be for, for a lot of people, you know, a guide, a sort of spiritual liaison, you know, <laughs> that someone, you know, their conscience is another thing it's called. Um, so religion's a tool. The Bible says, do not be afraid. A lot of times. I'll look up that number. I'll put it in a video. I'll put it on TikTok. Go follow me at HeyStonerSteve. If you're interested. So being afraid, it's a normal part of, uh, I think, the human existence. But it's something that for me personally... For me personally, I've, I've uh, struggled with it quite a bit. And I've been on a, a journey, spiritual journey and um, educational journey, academic, creative uh, for the last uh, few years and one of the, the things I've had to unpack recently is the way that fear has held me back. Or let's not phrase it that way. Let's say fear has influenced decisions I've made. And there were things that I wanted to do or things that I stopped doing before I was ready based on fear. I have a lot of social anxiety. I have for a long time. Um, sometimes I'm better at uh, masking it than other times. I have found that school um, takes a lot of concentration. For me, it takes it's a little harder for me to to keep up with the reading and stuff. I really like professors that have auditory learning tools. I just, I can process the information and remember it a lot better that way. But that challenge <clears throat> that challenge with education and learning, but is one thing <laughs> I've discovered, but uh, you know, I've discovered a lot of things, but fear of failure is a big one that I think a lot of people can relate to. Maybe a lot of um, uh, people that identify as men can relate to, or that were assigned men at birth. 
male, I should say, <laughs> assigned a male at birth. But I think it's universal. I think everyone probably experiences it. Just maybe about different things depending on the expectations that they have taken upon themselves, that they feel like, you know, they're being expected to do or act a certain way or, you know. For me, it's when I am focused on something, I have found that I am not a very good team worker. I am great at taking care of my part of a, of a bigger project, let's say. But I kind of, I have difficulty when I'm focusing on something of paying attention to the correct social norms, politeness and <laughs> whatnot. <laughs> I'm solely focused on completing the project um, on time the best that I can do it. Um, so social niceties, my brain is like, that's not important anymore. And it can be off-putting, you know. You, you know, I think we've all, you know, me included, I think we've all worked with someone that seemed cranky or, you know, didn't like to talk a lot or, you know, whatever people might say, you know. It, it's just... I've been learning to be honest with myself about how my brain works and the things, the ways, the situations that I work best in and learning to be honest about that and not just um, yeah not just try to um, act in the way that I think people are expecting But that sort of uncomfortableness that I get, or that sort of the fact that it takes me a little bit longer to sort of figure out social cues sometimes, it gives me anxiety a little bit. I'm afraid to go out sometimes, you know? If we want to use that term. And I kind of do just to tie it around to fear. Because I think that fear applies to areas of our life that we don't always consider. Now, when we're talking about... Oh, my producer said it's time to go to a break. So we'll be right back. And now back to the show. Okay, so my producer said it's time to do the episode wrap-up. R-r-r-wrap-up. So, we're talking about fear. And I guess this is a part one. <laughs> fear. Oh, hi. Yeah, you need to go in? My cat was needing to get into her food dish. There she goes. 
fear. Fear might come from past experiences, sometimes called trauma. As humans, we have an incredible capacity to adapt as is recorded in our history. Personally, I've found fear has influenced decisions in my life, which I made choices that, looking back, maybe it wasn't the choice I wanted to make, but it was the choice I felt like I had to make because of fear. Social anxiety. Fear of interacting with people. It's a difficult one. It's one I have personally. What to do about fear? What to do about fear? Well, we all have it, but it's subjective. So it's a little bit different for all of us. So are there ways of handling fear? I think there are. I think there's things that I've tried. Some have worked, some haven't. But we're going to talk about those in the next episode. Fear, part two. So the main question I have for you is... And do some meditating on this. Do some deep, deep thinking. If you've never thought of it before or considered it. What are some ways that fears have influenced or had an effect on you? Some unusual place. Things that maybe you wouldn't initially have thought you were afraid in the situation, but in looking back, maybe there was some fear there. That's my question for you. All right, until next time, thanks for listening to Live From My Watch. I've been your host, Stefan Biller, also known as Stoner Steve. Find me on TikTok, find me on Instagram, at HeyStonerSteve. All right, until next time, thanks for listening. Bye.